You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show. Oh, he is. Boy, Phoebe. And Brando. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Uh, You've been holding on on this? On Buffalo Rumblings. Hello, Bills Mafia. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are tuning in, this is not another Buffalo podcast. I'm here with my buddy, John. We're switching it up today. I'm usually yeah. the second voice on the intro opposite and I day. fumbled it a little bit, but it's opposite day, right? Like you said, how's it going? I'm going to edit it, make it sound perfect. So Beautiful. No, Beautiful. no one's ever going to know. <laughs> we like that. <laughs> we like that here. Enjoying the uh, last days of summer. Yeah, no, I, I, I've worked every day at the golf course for like 16 days in a row. I don't even know. I just, I'm poor, <laughs> so I need the money. So I'm cool with it. But enjoying the last few days before the students come into my life again. You know, that's how it goes. This is the, it's good to see them, but it's like, you know, the sickness, the germs are going to be coming here soon. I don't know. Try to stay healthy. But yeah, I don't think I could ever be a teacher. For the best part about it. At least, at least just that reason. <laughs> it, yeah, they're gross, but. Yeah. Someday I'm going to have like an immune system. That's awesome. It's just not today. But that also coal coincides, you know, coincides that also lines up with the start of the NFL season. I don't know I don't what think, I'm talking about, man. You, you mean coincides. I don't think you need yeah. to get your colon sides checked until about age 40 or 50. Yeah. No, I got to. I do. <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> So the start of the school year coincides with the start of the NFL season, right? The first week, everybody's wearing their new Bills clothes to school. They're wearing their new jerseys. A lot of them have the sneakers too, those Nike, maybe like Nike Pegasus Bills logo sneakers. So football is in the air. We we play flag football in gym. We do all the fun stuff. I get the. I'll probably do Bills pickums with the students for our bulletin boards this year. All the good stuff. You know, I'll do the pick six picks brought to you by DraftKings. Bring that into my school. See how that flows. That's no, not going to go too well. But um, <laughs> with that being said, we're right around the corner here. It seems to be everybody's kind of teetering with tension one way or another. Are we getting too wild up over the preseason? Are we going to have a terrible defense without a linebacker? Is Josh Allen going to be running all over the field again? Is is there going to be a right tackle that can block a butterfly? Or is it going to be a turnstile like at a Bills game going into the stadium? You know, what, what's going to happen? John, how do you feel right now about the season after what you've seen through these games? Well, I didn't have a fun time watching the Steelers game. I'll be honest about that. I'm sure that's been well documented among the fan base not many people did yeah but again i i do prescribe to the preseason pledge it's just preseason these are vanilla offenses they're not scheming they're not you know bringing in extra protections for tj watt you know spencer brown i hope he gets it together but i can't i can't pass judgment on any of these guys until it's week one and it counts and even then remember the steelers game two years ago yeah. When they looked absolutely atrocious. And that's the same team that went toe to toe with Kansas City and just lost it because of, you know, a couple of flukes at the end. So 
That's I, a very I try good not point. to overreact to those things, but that's a good example of how far a season can progress from beginning to end. And it's it's one of the shorter seasons in major sports. It's the shortest as far as game numbers, but it's it's still a very long season. There's a large distance between September and February. And so that being said, we always try to predict, you know, what's going to be the fatal flaw of a team, what's going to be their Achilles heel. Do you think that this Bills team has an Achilles heel? And do you think that it's something that comes into play come playoff time? Or is it is it just a flaw or is it a fatal flaw? I guess is a better way to phrase it. Well, that's that's a good question. If when you look all over the NFL, nobody's got a perfect build, right? There you're talking yeah. about when you look at Kansas City, you look at their defense. Have they put any money into their defense besides their defensive line? I mean, they signed a, a linebacker last year off the not off the street, but was a free agent. To, to come in and, and be their starting guy. Chris Jones yep. is not with them right now. I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll figure that out before the playoffs. He's not going to be sitting out then or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they have concerns too. Didn't Eric Bieniemy take a, a coordinator job in Washington? Yeah. Is any, <clears throat> is anybody worried that the Kansas city offense is going to look different? No, because no, no, they still got no. Patrick Mahomes. Like <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll be fine. But, is anyone worried about the departure of Juju Smith Schuster? No. No, I mean, you could be mildly concerned at their receiving core, but they still have Travis Kels. So it's like, you know, the Bills still have Stefan Diggs. So all other things being equal, what what matters in the end? And is it going to affect them enough in the regular season? Like what kind of, we haven't even made our record predictions for the Bills mm-hmm. at all. So like, what's what's your benchmark for thinking that? Do you think that this is like, you know, the three loss team from last year? Or do you think there's a couple more losses in the bag like the year before? Well, and I I was looking at past seasons for other successful franchises and we get spoiled when you don't watch all of the NFL games. You don't see how bad some of these other teams are. Even the good teams throughout the league, the ones that win 10 games have major, major flaws that the elite teams can cover up. Right. So the Lions last year, right, a good football team, top 10 offense, not a great defense and they didn't overcome it. Right. They could not overcome a terrible their defense. Yeah, yeah. They could not overcome their fatal flaw. If they had a better defense, you know, maybe they're pushing the Vikings for a playoff spot. But when you look all over the league, you know, you look at Miami, their fatal flaw health. Right. You look at, you know, give me another contender. You look at the Chargers health. You look at the Broncos new scheme failed. You look at the, you know, look at the Saints the quarterback pl- play. Uh, you know, you go all over the league when you look at the bills and you compare them to all of these other teams, their fatal flaws are much less fatal than, you know, a death blow that the Ravens, what are they going to be? What is their fatal flaw? They're not as balanced as they need to be. You know, Lamar Jackson wants to throw for 4,000 yards this year. Is that going to change their success or, you know, uh, whoever it may be the bills? I'm not worried about it, but when you have a guy like Josh Allen and you look at new England sustain, sustained success, they had 10 and 6 seasons. They had 11 and 5 seasons. They had 12 and 4 seasons. When you look at Josh Allen's career, when it's all said and done, and you look at his 12-year run, Brady made some wild card games, right? He lost a couple wild card games. He lost to the Ravens, right? He lost to the Jets. To the Titans in his last year as a Patriot, yep, too. To the Titans. That doesn't really count because they sucked. But when you look but. at their regular season records, they got there no matter what. They they pulled 10 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, 13 wins. So that dispersion, it'll happen throughout the career, but it's not going to dip below a certain threshold because of the greatness at your quarterback position. How often do you see a great quarterback win less than seven games? You saw it in 
Texas with Deshaun Watson, right? He he goes and has a incredible season and they they go four and twelve. It's not yeah. often. So I'm not too too worried about it. It'll be a harder schedule this year. I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah. And just so we're like, I, I feel like we're circling around a bunch of different topics thrown together too, because I think we're mostly talking about middle linebacker, right? I mean, this is probably your number one cause for concern. I mean, people were concerned coming into this preseason, obviously with the departure of Tremaine Edmonds. And it doesn't help right now that Terrell Dodson hasn't done anything to write home about. And you've got Bale Inspector and Terrell Bernard both injured right now. So what, I mean, are we looking at AJ Klein? You know, is it, it's probably going to be Terrell Dotson at this point, but yeah, we don't know what it's going to look like until we see it. And even until that point, I'm still, I'm still not worried. You still got the guys in the back that I think the most important part of this defense too, especially against good teams. Cause you know, we can talk about winning the right number of games against mediocre teams. I think that you can find different ways to do that. Whereas the room for error is a little bit smaller, a lot smaller when you're talking about teams like the Bengals, the Chiefs. You know, you have to be on your game. Your defense can't just roll over. But even with a good defense, sometimes your defense in the face of facing an elite offense is going to be outmatched. Is a fatal flaw that the the Bills in the past few years have had not great defensive performances when it counted most and had great, you know, elite defenses in the in the regular season. So you could get all the way through the regular season and still not have a good handle on how they're going to perform in the playoffs. Kansas City has done that to their credit. They've had lackluster defenses in the regular season that have shown up out of nowhere in the playoffs and just made plays. Yep. You know, not been like shutdown defense, but made enough plays to have critical turnovers at critical spots. So in that sense, I'm like, you know, middle linebacker is not, the most high valued position on a team. It's it's quarterback. If this was Josh that we were trying to replace, it'd be an entirely oh. different, different thing. But we lived a lot with that. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> trying to yeah. replace Josh Allen yet. We got 10 years on that conversation. Yeah. So as far as talking about, you know, what could be the Achilles heel, I think a, a lot of people would jump to middle linebacker and say that that could be a fatal flaw for the season. I think that when it comes down to it, playoffs included, the thing that's going to determine how good this team does is just how fluidly its offense is running. Yep. Because Josh Allen, when you got him in rhythm, nothing is stopping him. Nope. We've seen Super Josh. If Josh is playing like that for the entire game, there's just nothing you can do about it. Even Miami game in the wildcard round last year, you saw Josh Allen be better than everybody else on the field and carry his team almost by himself to a victory, right? You got yeah. a little bit of... Star power here and there, timely plays, but Josh Allen wins you that game. But what you said, it's a very good point. And when you talk about an Achilles heel, this could be a big picture conversation throughout the entire NFL. You win games by scoring points. You don't really win games by holding offenses back anymore like you exactly. used to. So is the fatal flaw, the Achilles heel, Sean McDermott for this Bills team as a defensive head coach? Is he going to hold them back because he puts such an emphasis on the defense of this team? He values that more than the offense just because of his mindset. We've talked about this a lot on the show. I am a fan of McDermott and I think he's come around a ton on the offensive side of the ball as a learning curve, as a defensive coach, you see his gamesmanship and the assistance he brings in everybody that he surrounds himself. They come out from leading the league and rushing to, you know, being one of the past heaviest offenses in the NFL. But like you said, is there going to be an emphasis on this defense 
to the point where, you know, you shouldn't have to hold the Bengals to 20 points to win. You should score 35. And if you lose a game where you score 35 points, you can lose like with your hat held high because you competed. You went toe to toe, you know, the Kansas City game. If you score 35, you you put yourself in a position to overcome more error. You put yourself in a position where anything can happen. You can still win with a lackluster defensive performance at yeah. that point. And, and last year, to the Bills' credit, like there were days that the Bills' defense held up the Bills' offense. There were yep. days the defense won them the day. That's not going to happen when you need it most. I think we've learned that. When you're in the playoffs and teams are throwing everything that they have at you, defense is not going to win you that game. I mean, no. maybe it did like the last time that maybe it did for the Bills was the the Ravens game. Yep. in 2020 because they didn't stop the Colts very much Phil no, Rivers played well we scored 30 something points in that game and we you and know I always to. think about we broke that game open with the the fade to Steph Diggs on a sideline and like 30 something yard touchdown pass and that broke the game open but the other playoff games are all offense why didn't we win in Houston you couldn't score enough why didn't yep. you win in Kansas City coaching error why didn't you win in the Bengals game your defense didn't show up, but your offense was worse than your defense. You know, it's, yeah. you gotta and I hate to, I hate to keep going back to 13 seconds because I think for, for that last point, someone might retort that with, well, look at Kansas, you know, they couldn't be stopped in Kansas city and they still lost that game. But it's worth noting that up until like four minutes left in the game, they only had 21 points at that point. So yeah. I, obviously we all know how it went with, overtime and crazy Josh and, and all that stuff. But Josh's Thor eyes didn't light up with lightning until four minutes left in the fourth quarter when they needed it most, I when guess, which is, which is good. Well, so you just hope that the focus can be understood and you got guys in the room that know you need 35 points to win. And you know, you just don't want to see the game plan change to help the defense out. You want to be able to just run your offense how you want it. You want to dictate the game. You don't want them to dictate you. And I feel like even in the first quarter of the first Bengals game, they were dictating the terms of the game. And in yeah. the playoff game, they dictated it from the start. Kansas City was not the same. You know, Kansas City was a heavyweight battle, even the one we won last year, not the 13 seconds game. But you got to be able to score always. And you have guys that can do it. And you should be able to score more this year. You should. If you score less, we talked about this. If our offense is going to be better or worse than it was last year. If you're not better this year, you have a problem because you brought in weapons to supplement what you already had. You have another year of Josh under your belt. You put money into the offensive line. You did put resources into the wide receiver room. You spent your best resource on a tight end who looked very good by the way. Yeah. So I'm excited. I, I, you can't, you can't calm down my hype on Dalton Kincaid. Me neither. After watching him play, he could be exactly what you need here. He could be exactly what you need. And Dawson Knox, I love the double tight end set. The more you, learn, you read and then hear about the double tight end set, it's an unstoppable. You play Madden and you, you, you play somebody with two good tight ends. You know, you, if you play ultimate team, you get two good tight ends, whatever you want to call it, you get two good tight ends and it's hard to stop. So there's a lot to be excited about. And if they don't come out and score average more points per game or average more yards per game, it's going to be a really big disappointment. And I think it's a fireable offense for Ken Dorsey. Yeah, well, that's that's your answer there. And I'll get more specific with it. I think that if there is an Achilles heel that could kill this Bills team, I think it's the offensive line because they've invested resources all around, like you said. I don't think it's not going to be the weapons that hold them back. Think about how much of an upgrade they have in the slot. I'm already going to come out and say that the the tandem of Sherfield and Hardy is going to be improved over what we had last year in Isaiah McKenzie. Love you, Isaiah yeah. McKenzie, but 
Sorry. And I mean, if you're thinking about slot targets, you're replacing the ghost of Cole Beasley with Dalton Kincaid, you know, a fresh new young face, larger target. And, you know, and then, then that's not even getting into the whole, like, Oh, could we have Andy Isabella taking slot reps? He's showing out in practice still. And it looks like he could make this team possibly. That's Dalton not even Kincaid, getting to that. Would they say ran 70% route tree routes, you know, whatever that fancy statistic is. It just means he goes out for a pass on 70% of the downs. He's not used for blocking it much. So that's also just don't understate it. Right. I, I said it before when I was looking at that clip, I'm like, Dawson Knox is going to have a better season, but just because of history. Right. But yeah, we, we also have a historic quarterback. I don't know. I'm being flaky with that take now after watching Kincaid play and he looks like a grown <laughs> man out there. So, you know, he, he might challenge something if you if you have the talent. Right. There's every now and then you get a rookie that comes in and lights it up. Andrew Luck throws for 4000 yards as a rookie. Sidney Crosby scores 100 points in the NHL as a rookie. Oh, my know? God. I just I need to take a shot every single time somebody says Sidney Crosby on a Bills podcast. My God. Well, think of he had a good rookie season. Who's a good rookie? He did. That's, he did. He did. You know? I just don't like Sidney. He's one of my least favorite people in the entire world. Yeah. Not even just athletes. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, you I know how just, it is. I just, should just let I should just let go of this. He's <laughs> well, he beat anyway. my Red Wings in the Stanley Cup final as like a twenty-year-old exactly. kid. So like that was just devastating. But yeah. Yeah. you don't see these young kids come in and dominate often, and you we have a chance at to that do position that. at least. Yeah, you know, you see it more often at, at wide receiver. You see it more uh, often at days, running but, back, right? Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. Wide receiver wasn't even until recently. Yeah, that wasn't like that wasn't a typical thing for rookies yeah. to just come in and dominate like that. But that's also, you know, that's what's brought them up in in draft average draft position as well. Yeah. But well, all right, well, let's uh if you don't have anything else, I don't want to cut you off if you do. No, you're good. I was just gonna say we could take a break and I have some interesting trivia for you on the other side. All right, I'm excited. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the NFL season right around the corner, nonstop football action is in sight. You can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Life is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff and use code NABP for Not Another Buffalo Podcast to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL bet. 
Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code NABP. The crown is yours. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Okay, John, here we go. We're talking about the meaning of preseason football. I always love the game when the Lions play the Bills. It's my one time a year. I'm usually I was in Michigan for a lot of them as a kid watching them and uh, always something to look forward to. But with that being said, John, two part trivia for you today. Part number one, talk about meaningful football in, in the preseason. Two teams in the history of the NFL have gone undefeated in the preseason and then winless in the regular season. Who could oh. those two teams be? <laughs> Cleveland and Detroit. Womp, womp, womp. Yes, those Detroit Lions going 0-16 to draft Matthew Stafford afterwards. And then the Hugh Jackson, Cleveland Browns following a 1-15 season with an 0-16 season. You know, they blew Detroit out of their water with that. You know, Detroit was bad and then Cleveland was worse. So think, is it meaningful think- to win preseason games? Ask those two teams. I want to hear a good what they question. Say. I have a reverse of this. John, you might not get these. These the, the one is tricky, one is recent, one is not. Two teams in NFL history have gone winless in the preseason and followed that up with a Super Bowl win in the regular season. One happened in 1982 and the other happened just a couple of years ago. Okay, let's see. A couple of few or a handful window. of years ago. All right. Who would have been okay, the 49ers? Nope. Just before you guys get mad at me, I wasn't born until 96. So um, this is tricky. You wouldn't really think of him. One of this team did beat the bills in the Super Bowl, maybe 10 years later. Okay. Um, commanders. Yes. The Washington football nice. team went 0 and 4 in 1982 and went on to win the Super Bowl. Okay. And a couple of years ago, it's a little bit I'm gonna ironic. Say, I'm going to say the Eagles. Nope. This okay, quarterback. Was a first overall pick. Okay, the Broncos. This quarterback was a first overall pick after, at the time, was the worst NFL season in history. Who wait, He say, wins say the that, Super Bowl. Say, wait, say that okay, sentence okay. again. I didn't okay. follow. The quarterback that won this team, their Super Bowl, was drafted yep. following oh, okay. the worst I, I, season okay, in NFL I, history. I gotcha. Okay. So it's Matt Stafford and the Rams. There we go. Yes. And I didn't went, know what the heck you meant. I was like, there's no team that went 0 and 16 and then won the Super Bowl the next year. No, winless in the preseason. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Part three of trivia. Oh, oh, this one might be a little part. closer. But again, if you ask me this and put a million dollars in front of me, I wouldn't have a clue. Like, who is following these other teams in the NFL preseason record, right? These are impossible to guess okay two teams in nfl history have gone undefeated in the preseason and gone on to win the super bowl both have happened in the 21st century and these two teams did even play each other in a super bowl the two teams that have done it something saying tell me buccaneers is that a dumb guess okay so the bucks won the super bowl after going they did not lose a game in the preseason but it was because of the covid preseason that happened okay right? they so they were technically games. undefeated but they're not yeah. one of the two so teams you're thinking that about. wasn't the two teams that i put on there but i'm not gonna mark you wrong all right I'm okay that would have been wrong. a clever answer if i was actually thinking yeah. of that that way 
Hmm. Let's see. Two teams that have played each other in the Super Bowl. Gosh, ten years was there apart. Anything else that I, ten years apart. Yep, exactly. Ten years apart. Um, and again, they played each other. So a team that lost the Super Bowl and won it ten years later is one of them. No. So the team that won it in the early two thousands played this team in the twenty tens. I don't know. That's a tough clue. I'm okay. The, is it I'm okay? Ravens and 49ers. No. Good guess, okay. So that fits the that fits. But again, they played these two teams played each other in the Super Bowl, and the Ravens and 49ers did play each other in the Super Bowl. Okay. I had to think yeah. about that for a second. That was the that was a power outage game. That's 2012. You're you're warm. Okay. Um I feel like the Patriots isn't one of oh no, 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 okay. Maybe the Patriots is one of them. They played in both super uh the Super Bowls that far apart. Uh let me say warmer. Okay, so is Patriots one of the teams or no? Patriots were they won it in 2003 and were undefeated in the preseason? Correct. That's one answer. But 10 years later this team they might have played the following year. Might have been in 20 I'm not even going to tell you there. Might have been the following year, but they still did play in the Super Bowl against each other. Let's Pretty controversial. Controversial Super Bowl. You're frozen so I can't see your facial expressions. So yeah, controversial because of how it ended. <laughs> Oh, the Seahawks. All right. Seahawks. There we go. Yep. Sorry. So in 2003, New England won. And in 2013, Seattle won after going undefeated in the preseason. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that was hard to follow because they won in a Super Bowl, but it wasn't the one against the other team. That was a lot. That was a lot to follow, but we made it. All right. That's going to do it for this one. You guys can find us on most social media platforms at Not Buff Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on there. Rate, review, subscribe, all the good stuff for the Buffalo Rumblings feed. Got a lot of other people on the feed doing some great stuff. So anyway, have fun watching the uh, the game on this Saturday against the Bears. And until next time, go Bills. Yeah.